Thank you for joining us for Working Through the Word, a ministry of the Richmond Church of Christ. Let's join our resident missionary, David Pear, as he brings today's lesson. Good morning to each one of you. It's a privilege and a precious, precious blessing to be able to speak to you in this format. Today I want to begin this morning's lesson with a simple question. What do you understand about faith? This lesson like so many others, are so very important because they give us comfort to us during, and as it's been stated in our worship this morning, reference to times of storm. There are storms in our lives all of the time. It's not a matter of if a storm happens, but when, where, and how long the storm will last. Faith doesn't have any doesn't help us know how long we're going to endure or that where the storm is or how terrible it is. Faith is that substance that gets us through, that gives us the assurance that we will endure and get to the other side. During these unprecedented times, we struggle with how much longer. And we cry unto God, how long? It's not the first time that very question was asked in the Bible. Amid other tr storms of life, trials during people's uh, uh, life. I want to begin by sharing with you what we know about faith. Do you know what faith is? Well, in the first place, we, we first have to identify what faith is not. For example, faith is not mere blind acceptance. A quick illustration here is uh, with reference to, I've heard and you've heard, and I've even made this statement, a statement that I've heard many Christians say, again, I've said it myself, and I will never say it again, Lord willing. And that is regarding atheism. I used to say years ago, you know, it takes greater faith to be an atheist than to be a Christian. As we go through this lesson, you'll see how false that statement is. Because when we define or think of faith as blind acceptance, then yeah, that's exactly what it takes to be an atheist or to be a skeptic. Just blind acceptance in a truth, which happens to be false. You see, what it takes, the faith, the kind of faith that it takes to be a skeptic or an atheist is not at all the same kind of faith that it takes to be a child of God. And this morning, we will notice that. So, when we look at what faith is not, it is not a blind acceptance. Add to that, it is not an educated guess. It is not simply just gathering information, say, oh, well, we'll just go with this one. Add to that, it's not uh, mystical, magical, or a feeling. It's not anything like that. Add to that, it's not something that we say, well, it's better felt than told. That's not the faith of a child of God. Again, another example of, of what faith is not, it's not night, nighttime whispers, like a voice in the night. Now, I understand there's a couple of verses in the Bible that talk about God revealing himself through a nighttime whisper. For example, young 
little boy Samuel, when he heard a sound and he thought it was Eli. And eventually he was told by the high priest, next time you hear it, say, speak, Lord, thy servant hears. And then there's a time when Elijah was hiding from Jezebel and Ahab. And the Lord, uh, there was an earthquake and a fire, but the Lord was not found in those. And then, also, and, and then finally there was a, a small voice, and that's where God was. But that's not faith. Those are a revelation of God himself. Faith is not found or doesn't come from nighttime voices. And then also, faith... Blind faith, or what faith is not, is, is something that we just come up with to get through. I want to share with you what faith is. When we look in contrast to what we've been j just seeing is uh, what Bible faith is. Bible faith gives us several things. I'm missing one thing concerning um, uh, what faith is not. Uh, by way of an illustration, everyone uh, probably has seen the third Indiana Jones movie. The third in Indiana Jones movie, the Temple, uh, the, the Crusade, uh, there's a, toward the end, uh, Indiana Jones' father was shot, and so he's got to endure the three trials. And the third trial is a leap of faith. And you remember in the movie where, where he's in the temple, <clears throat> and, uh, and, and he comes to this great chasm, and uh, he's getting ready to cross, but there's nothing there. There's no bridge, there's no board. And he looks, and, and he knows he has to cross because his father is, is, is dying. And so, he, he, you, you know the scene, he grabs his heart, he puts his hand on his chest, and then closes his eyes and sticks out his foot and leaps forward. That is not faith. In, in fact, that's an example of blind faith. Despite all the evidence, despite what you're seeing, or really what you're not seeing, we'll just throw it to the wind and step out. That is not Bible faith. And so let's look at what Bible faith is is. Bible faith comes from Scripture. In fact, like the text that was read, Brother Dye read this morning, faith comes by hearing and hearing of the Word of God or the Word of Christ, some translations say. That's how faith comes. Faith doesn't come by listening to godly music or, or good music, good singing. We can get enthused and we can be encouraged. We can be taught but that's not where faith comes. Again, we don't have, we can't develop faith by getting close to somebody or sharing a, or having a, a, a special feeling. That is not Bible faith. Faith comes from God's Word. Second, biblical faith brings righteousness. In Romans chapter 10, beginning in verse 9. Paul said, because if thou shalt confess with thy mouth Jesus is Lord and shalt believe in thy heart that God raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. I want to come back to this uh, uh, faith brings righteousness, but I want to get to the third thing uh, real quick. And that's found in Hebrews chapter 11 beginning in verse 1. And that's the text that was read before uh, this morning's lesson. Hebrews chapter 11, beginning in verse 1, tells us exactly what faith is. And so, it gives us a great um, reference. It establishes the definition of faith. 
And by way of understanding what Bible faith is, we see exactly a distinction from what we've already talked about, worldly faith or blind faith or just an educated guess. Hebrews 11 and verse 1 says this, Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, a conviction of things not seen as yet. The King James there says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. You see, if you define faith as like blind faith or guesswork or, or some feeling, then how does the Hebrews writer use and define faith and describe faith something based upon evidence? You see, that's Bible faith. Coming back to Romans chapter 10, 9 and 10, you see, Paul mentions about the belief that Jesus Christ was raised from the dead. And that brings us salvation. In other words, what he's saying is, how do we know that we will be saved, that is, raised on the judgment day to be in heaven? That belief is based upon the evidence of the empty tomb. It's not, well, I don't know if he was raised from the dead, but I'm going to, despite my, my lack of understanding or my conviction in what was, I'm going to throw all caution to the wind and believe in something called salvation. That is not Bible faith. And so, if anyone lives just throwing ideas to the wind or based upon uh, uh, doing things, living life based upon just a feeling... That's not the Christian life. The Christian life is based upon evidence. The, the Christian faith or the faith found in the Bible is based on evidence, substance, conviction, and we have assurance. Let me give you a couple of illustrations that help, to, uh, help us understand the difference between godly faith or Bible faith and then worldly faith. The first illustration I have for you is every one of us have been in a tunnel. Now, most tunnels I've been through, uh, they're pretty short. Uh, by the time you get in, you're already seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. But there was one time, and it was about eight years ago, Nalia, my older daughter, she was about eight years old. We were coming across Pennsylvania from east to west, and, and we were going through the Allegheny Mountains. That's right through. And this is one tunnel that I remember was so long that there was a point in the middle of that tunnel where... We could not see in the rearview mirror the, the, the tunnel, the light at the tunnel, where we entered the tunnel. And I for sure couldn't see the light at the end of the tunnel. And I thought, this is a great teaching moment for my daughter. So I asked, Nalia, can you see the light at the end of this tunnel? No, Dad. I turn around and see if you can see the light at the, other, the, the, the entrance where we came in. No, Dad, can't see that either. And then I had her. Now, Leah, how do you know that we're going to get out of this tunnel? And then she began to give me things that, uh, and, and tell me her conviction that we're going to get out of that tunnel. You see, here's the thing. Faith is the assurance of the things that we don't see. I can't see the end of the tunnel from end to end. I just know I'm in a tunnel. How do we know? So my daughter and I began to talk about the evidence. Well, first of all, we don't see cars stopped up, above, uh, up ahead of us. So that indicates to us that 
They're going somewhere. Furthermore, second, we see cars coming toward us. They're coming from somewhere. And if I may add a third one, more cars are, coming, are following us, uh, behind us. They're coming from somewhere. So I and my daughter had full assurance, full conviction that there were two openings to the tunnel. Now, my faith didn't have any reference or, or couldn't help me as to how far the tunnel was. But my faith in the engineers that built the tunnel, the people who were traveling through the tunnel ahead of us and coming from the other direction, all gave us evidence to have full assurance, full conviction that we're going to get out of that tunnel. Now, contrast that with worldly faith or blind faith. Another driving illustration. We've all driven in, in, uh, in fog. And we know that when you're driving in fog, you got to slow down. Now, the nut who drives very quickly in fog is driving using blind faith. Throwing all caution to the wind, not being able to see very far in front, but despite not being able to see, assuming that they have the space to to occupy that space in front of the, on the other side of the fog that they can't see. Does that make any sense? You and I know that despite throwing caution to the wind and driving fast through fog, which is an example, an illustration of blind faith, we have faith, we can call it Bible faith, the assurance that if we drive too fast... We have evidence that because we've seen people crash because of not, uh, of not driving carefully when driving conditions deteriorate. And so we have evidence that driving fast in fog is dangerous. And so based upon that evidence, we have the faith that if we drive too, the Bible faith, that if we drive too fast, we may be in an accident. And so this is an example regarding throwing all caution to the wind and driving fast in dangerous conditions. You can add snow to that, rain, whatever. Throwing all caution to the wind, that's an example of blind faith. Let me make this very practical regarding faith. Now we see two illustrations. Let me give you an object lesson. Every one of us has eaten an apple. And uh, every time I cut into an apple, I think, I wonder if there's seeds in here. Now, you might say, well, preacher, this has nothing to do with faith because we know there are apples in a seed. Actually, in preparation for this lesson, I googled uh, seedless apples, and, and, and actually they, they, they exist. I know about seedless grapes and seedless watermelon, and uh, I often wonder how we get watermelon from seedless watermelons. I know the answer to that, but just being funny. But we know that there are seeds in this apple. This is basically a, this is a, granny, a bag of uh, Granny Smith apples from the store. I just picked a random one. How do I know that there are seeds in this apple? Well, you may say, what does that have to do with faith? It has everything to do with faith. Because I can't see the seeds in this apple. And therefore, I don't know that there are seeds in this apple. Based upon my knowledge of previous apples, I have an idea that if I slice open this apple that I will see some seeds, but I don't know. And I also don't know how many seeds there will be. Let's find out. What's the deal? Yep, I see some seeds here. Oh, one just popped out. 
Well, they're really covered by the apple. I want to show you that there are some, let's cut it this way. Yep. There's one right there. You see, now my belief in the seeds in this apple is not faith. Because now I know there are seeds in this apple. We can try it again. I'm pretty sure there are seeds in this apple. But how do I know? You see, faith is the assurance of things hoped for. The evidence not seen as yet. I believe there are seeds in this apple. I don't have to cut it open. Because I've seen so much evidence, overwhelming evidence, that every apple I've opened in my life, there's always been seeds. This, again, illustrates what, what Bible faith is. It's knowing there is an absence of, 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 of knowledge we, regarding storms of life. We don't know how long the storm lasts. We may not know where it came from. I'm talking in general terms regarding star, uh, storms of life, just generically, storms of life. And even, and even through the storm, we may not know all the twists and the turns. There are other tunnels that, that you can drive through, or even bridges. You've gone across a bridge. How do you know you're going to get to the other side? Well, again, the evidence of the, the builders, the evidence of cars, and, 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 and these, based upon evidence, we can have full assurance of the things we cannot see and the things we don't know. And that's Bible faith. I hope these things help by way of giving us a, 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 a better understanding. Now, illustrations don't prove the point. Illustrations merely illustrate. They illuminate the point. And that is the difference, the clear difference between Bible faith, which has substance, and then worldly faith, which is no faith at all. Which is the very reason why it doesn't, to believe that there is no God, despite the evidence around us, which we'll reference in a minute, some of which we'll reference in a minute, the belief that there is no God, that takes no faith at all. Not one ounce of faith, Bible faith that is, that's blind faith. But Bible faith is based on evidence and allows us to push forward and endure whatever life throws our way. Now, when we go to the Bible, we learn so much about faith. In fact, the text that was read, Hebrews chapter 11, 1 to 3, that is what we call the, the great hall of faith chapter of the Bible. And, and, and you can go down through there and see all the characters who, and every verse, uh, every verse that, that describes a character, named or unnamed, that verse begins by faith. In Hebrews chapter 11, I just want to reference one such individual, and you know him well. His name is Noah. And in Hebrews chapter 11 and verse number 7, we are told about Noah and him uh, living by faith. And so the text says, by faith, Noah being warned of God. And literally that means divinely warned. Concerning events as, as, as yet unseen 
in reverent, fear, in reverent fear, constructed an ark for the saving of his household. By this he condemned the world. Interestingly, Peter called him a preacher of righteousness. And here the Hebrews writer says he condemned the world. He condemned worldliness. And he became an heir of the righteousness that comes by faith. Because of the evidence that was presented to him by God, he moved with godly fear. He constructed an ark. His house was saved. He condemned the world. And he became an heir of righteousness. All based upon Bible faith. Finally, I want to share with you, having looked at what faith is not and what faith is and, and, and how we can understand faith clearly and even with a biblical example, I want to give you uh, and discuss very briefly the fruit of faith. What does faith cause us to do? How can somebody know that we're living by faith? Well, number one, our belief in God shows our Bible faith. In Romans, the first chapter, uh, and, and this is, uh, I mentioned some evidence uh, about God. Romans chapter 1 references this very thing. That, uh, and here's what Romans 1 and verse 20 says. For the invisible things of him since the creation of the world are clearly seen being perceived through the, the things that are made, even his everlasting power and divinity, so that they may be without excuse. Now, what, this, what Paul is saying here is that I can look around the world and see uh, the trees and I can see the flowers and I can see the birds and I can see the animals. And even in our own life and experience, we can see the evidence of God. We who are made in the image, of, the very image of God, which separates us from anything else God has created. We can look around the world and, and, and in the world and see the evidence in an almighty God. Now, that evidence doesn't tell us how to be saved. That evidence tells us and points to there is a God. So when we have faith, it is seen in our belief of God, our fundamental belief in God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who was a real individual. Secondly, it is seen in our knowledge of the word. I want you to know that faith can be seen, it can be shared, it can be, it can be tracked. Years ago I saw a, a sign on the marquee that said, faith is not taught, it's caught. Now, if they were to take the word faith out and, and replace it with enthusiasm, that sign would be right. Enthusiasm, not taught, it's caught. Maybe that would be closer. That's debatable, maybe. But faith, that sign was exact, it, it, it was wrong. It was, in reality, it's the exact opposite of what that sign said. Faith is not caught, it's taught. As we saw in Romans 10, 17, faith, is a, uh, faith uh, comes by hearing the word of God. Ephesians chapter 1 and verse number 13. In whom you also, having heard the word of the truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom, having also believed... You were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise based upon our belief. Third, the evidence of our faith is seen in our obedience to Christ. In 1 Peter chapter 3 and verse 21, Peter describes baptism as, as a, uh, the answer to a conviction. Based upon our belief in God, our knowledge of the word, 
and our, our knowledge that Christ is real, we're going to obey Christ. Where? How? Well, Paul, Peter says that it's not a bath that removes the filth of the flesh, but it's the answer of a good conscience toward God through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. The American Standard Version of 1901 says in this verse that baptism is the interrogation of a good heart. The fourth fruit of our faith is integration into the church. The world during this time laughs at the church. Ah, what are those godly people? What are those, what are those good nature people? Uh, they may have other words for us, but what are those people doing without meeting in the building? Let the world know that the church is not the building. The evidence of that is this on, online lesson. We have gone to online predominantly. Why? Because of our faith, which does not, is not tied to a building, does not revolve around a building, and continues no matter whether we have a building or meet under a mango tree. The worship of God and the meeting of saints. And this time, our meetings are, are, are spiritual. Not in person, and they're through text. By way of another, exa another example, when I travel to Guyana, the longest I've been there is five weeks and three days. I think that's 39 days. Just because I was separated from my family doesn't mean that my family stopped, closed up, that I, ha I don't have a family anymore because I'm not in the home. In fact, family exists whether we're there or not. And so when I come home 30, 39 days later, we pick up right where we left off in, pre, in, in presence by being a part of the family. I want you to know how much God loves you and how much it means to the Lord and to one another that we meet together. And again, under these circumstances, the Lord understands and we all understand and how precious it is this opportunity to meet together through the online format. God loves you. We love you. We cannot wait to get back together. But for now, the world can still see our faith, which is unyielding, not changing, and hasn't gone away. Hope you've enjoyed the study and, and benefited by it. And no doubt, if you have any questions uh, about this lesson or about our way of, 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 of uh, our, our faith, our, our uh, order of operation, how what we believe... Don't hesitate to send us an email. Don't hesitate to give us a call. Visit our website. Tonight's lesson will be another examination of faith, but it will be much more practical and much more passionate as we look at what faith does for each one of us. Would you pray with me, please? Father in heaven, we do so love you and we appreciate. We are so thankful for your word that gives us and helps us to have faith. Thank you for the faith of others and that together we may endure whatever storm that life throws our way. And that we may, though we may not know how long it'll last, we know that we will endure, for which we are thankful. We're thankful for faith. Thank you for Jesus. Help us to be like him in thought, in word, and in deed. It's in his name we pray. We hope you enjoyed today's broadcast brought to you by the Richmond Church of Christ. We are located at 1500 Lancaster Road in Richmond, Kentucky. We meet on Sunday mornings for Bible class at 9 a.m., followed by our morning worship service held at 10 a.m. Our Sunday evening service is held at 6 p.m., 
and our midweek Bible study is held on Wednesday at 7 p.m. If you are in the area, we would love to have you as our honored guest. Thanks for listening.